0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to After the D. My name's Alyssa. I am your hostess with the mostess. And um Yeah, we're just checking in. So, divorce update or After the D meaning divorce update. I today's more about co-parenting, I think, and feelings towards my ex-husband while trying to be cordial in public, you know? And there's so much programming, I think, around being pleasant and being, like, saving face. Um, I definitely like to not cause scenes in public. Like, that's not my vibe. It's not my jam. So today... I did something different that I normally wouldn't have done. Um, Today, I didn't engage. I didn't sit down by him. I didn't. We were at my daughter's cheer game. And uh, through the past, like, so I moved out in uh, February. But all last year, we were kind of going through this ending of our marriage. And... I moved out officially in February and you know Easter is right after that. So he came up for Easter and we all went to church together which wasn't normally his thing. He doesn't go to church so I thought it was odd that he changed his behavior to go to church with us. I just have this tendency to make I'm looking for the real reason you're doing something. Why are you doing that? Why is this happening? You never did this before. Why are you doing it now? You know, like this crazy making behavior. I'm trying to find reality because I spent so long in a relationship that his reality was very different than mine. You know, gaslighting was happening and all these things where it just I couldn't trust what was real, so I'm always on this, like, fact-finding mission to find out what's real, what's his motive, what's, what's the real motive, the real truth behind this thing. So, anyway, we go to church, and I just can't hold it in. Like, I'm just bawling, sobbing my eyes out. I mean, I do that at church anyway, but, and I don't go to church very regularly, just for context, but I just religion and being spiritual is very important to me. So I can connect with my higher self with, you know, great spirit, whatever you want to call it really easily. And that's a really sacred experience for me. So with him there, we sat next to each other and my mom was there and the girls went to, we have two daughters. Um, My oldest is a teenager and my younger one is a first grader. So we, the girls went off to their uh, little, whatever, church rooms, kids center, you know, at the church. And so it was just me and my ex awkwardly sitting next to each other in church for the first time, like in forever, in ever, like he never went to church anyway. And I just couldn't keep it together. I was just bawling my eyes out the whole time. And he did nothing, you know, not that that matters, but you know, it, it was just a really uncomfortable experience. And then my fast forward to this summer, my youngest daughter, the first grader, she had a dance recital and we were, you know, we all got our tickets together. Um, my ex-husband and his dad came and me and my mom were there and the girls were there. So we're all sitting in a row and it's just so awkward like I can feel my body closing up and I want nothing to do with him. I don't want to sit by him. I don't like it's just this fight or flight feeling of I don't want to be here. I don't want you here. Get away from me. You know? And we can't cuz we're in public, you know? And it So today I heard something, this was before today, but I heard something, I think from uh, mental healness, uh, Lee Hammock on YouTube and all the social medias. He's a um, diagnosed narcissist. So narcissistic personality disorder. And he does lots of videos on um, healing and after toxic abuse or toxic relationships. And he said, you do not have to sit by that person. Like what makes, why do you think you have to sit by them? Why do you think you have to engage with them? Like, why would you, you don't have to do that. Like, yeah, sure. He said, you don't have to be nice. That doesn't mean be mean, but you don't have to be nice. We don't have to do these social niceties. Why do you have to sit next to someone who was abusing you just because you share children, or just because, like, and that was so freeing. That absolutely changed the way I interact with him, and I feel better, you know? Today was still awkward. It, today at the game, I was sitting, you know, on this side. He was sitting on over maybe a hundred yards away, and I don't know how many hundred yards is. <laughs> I'm just making it up. So, or let's see. I don't know. We're probably the, you know, in the football, I'm at the 30 number and he's probably at the 40 ish. Right. So what? 10 yards. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody who knows sports figure that out for me. Um, and it was still awkward. It was still hard. Um, I still felt my body closing off to him. Like, energetically, I didn't want to look at him. I didn't want to see him. I didn't want him to see me. I really didn't want him to look at me. And But I was so proud of myself that I didn't have to go sit by him. I didn't have to. And who cares if I end up looking like the one who's being petty or I end up looking like, like, why does that even matter? I'm doing what is best for me. I'm doing what makes me feel good. You know, and I don't think there's anything petty about it. I don't how is taking care of myself being childish? Or how is that a negative? You know, we all are out here talking to our kids about choosing themselves and self-care, self-love, all these things, and I think real self-love is choosing what makes you feel good first and foremost it doesn't have to be at the detriment of others it just has to matter to you you know i was talking to a friend of mine about this experience and um we came to the conclusion that change is uncomfortable and i am going through a period of change with you know going from a husband to an ex-husband going from a wife to an ex-wife it's a total identity shift. And I was very identified with being a wife. You know, I've been married for eight years, and I'm only 34. So we've been together since I was 21. You know, it's a long time to be identified with this one person. And it's going to be uncomfortable. And it's going to take time. You know, just because today's game in the in the chat with my friend, I said, I can't wait for 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 him to be like anybody else. For him to just be like everybody else. For my nervous system to not need to go into fight or flight just because I see him. Or just at the thought of him. Or just at the idea of him being around. Or him being, you know. I'm so excited for that day. And today is not that day. Like today is 100% not that day. So this is what it's like getting comfortable being uncomfortable because I'm not going to be comfortable with him being around for a long time. And unfortunately, that's something that I wasn't expecting. I was expecting to be able to handle it or to be able to quote unquote handle it like I just heard in my head as I'm talking. I just heard who says I'm, who says this isn't handling it you know it i wanted to be able to be the quote unquote bigger person and to be able to go along with social norms and not let i guess let him see that he hurt me not let him You know, get under my skin. But you know what? Maybe that's not being the bigger person. Maybe suppressing our emotions and doing, you know, doing these things where we push down how we actually feel and force ourselves to be in rooms with people who abused us. Like, maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe that's not being the bigger person. You know? Maybe modeling for my children that I no longer allow people around me regardless of how quote-unquote silly it looks or how petty it looks or how whatever like I'm really working on my reality and believing in my own reality as opposed to allowing these things of like oh maybe I am Maybe I am looking petty. Maybe I am looking this. Maybe, you know, it's like, no, I know that I'm not doing anything out of character. I'm just not allowing you in my life. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. Even if it's awkward, even if it's opposite of what society tells us it should be, you know, you do not have to sit with them. You do not have to sit with these people. If you are leaving a toxic relationship or you're leaving just any relationship, it doesn't even have to be toxic. It can just be, you are allowed to be upset. You are allowed to not want this person around you and trust how you feel. And I'm hoping, I mean, that's why I'm kind of excited about this podcast is that I'll have record of my growth, right? Like maybe a year from now, I was talking to a friend of mine. She just mentioned this. She's like, It'll be cool to see where you're at a year from now to be able to like check in on this feeling of, did he just become your kid's dad? Like, is he, is that all he is to you now? Does he fire off your nervous system the way he used to? Or has your nervous system become more regulated to where you can handle being in public with him and it just not phasing you just like any other person, you know? And it's okay if that isn't today. It's okay if that's not a year from now. It's okay if it takes me 5, 10, 20 years to get to that place. I am no longer judging myself on my own timeline. Like that's just not a thing anymore. And this concept of being in public too, you know, being in public but not together. And I don't know if you guys like live in small towns or it may be harder if your lives are really integrated or if you really had a a big social group that you went to. And luckily we didn't do a whole lot. He was pretty stay at home and so am I, honestly. So luckily we don't have too much crossover in that regard or there isn't a whole lot of like hey, where's so-and-so? Or hey, where's, what's his name? Or hey, where, you know, how's all that going? You know, it, to me, it's really helpful to talk about it, obviously, because I'm making a fucking podcast about it. (laughs) But for some people that can be even more triggering, like some people, you don't even want to tell people what's going on because you don't want to talk about it, you know? And I understand that. I understand why, And I would challenge you to find a group of people that you can vent to because getting it out has been really helpful for me and not saying it's the way to do it. Some people, you know, but suppressing your emotions, suppressing how you actually feel just slows down your healing process. It's not going to, it may feel like you're doing the quote unquote right thing by you know, pushing it down, being strong, moving forward, you know, not focusing on it, not, you know, I would say just try it once. Just try it once. Give yourself 15 minutes, put a 15 minute timer on your phone and allow yourself to go into that spiral and just see what happens. I don't think it's going to be as scary as you think. You know, it. It's what helps me. And I allow myself to feel completely how I'm feeling moment to moment, knowing that that's not the wholeness of how I feel. I, you know, some days I want to burn the house down. And then some days I want to, you know, forgive and let go. And some days I want to, you know, and I think it's good. To allow ourselves to feel all of those things without shame, without guilt, without pressure, without needing it to be different, needing, you know, we all get so much of that in reality that in daily life that we maybe can stop doing it to ourselves, you know. This other concept came up in talking to my friend um, that I thought was really profound. And I wanted to share with you. Uh, there's this phrase that healthy relationships will feel boring to people who are used to toxic relationships, and it you know it doesn't have that pizzazz. I was even talking to a client today, and she verified that that her new boyfriend, you know, it feels. Uh, I'm a hairdresser for those who don't know. Um, That's why I say clients. Um, Her new relationship, it felt boring in the beginning because she's so used to people-pleasing. She's so used to unavailable. She's so used to having to earn their love, having to fix this person, having to, you know, and to meet someone who's just ready, who's just whole, who's just healthy. You know, when there's nothing to fix, nothing to change, nothing to fight for, nothing to earn. They're just there and they're willing and ready to give you the love that you want. They're willing to work on the relationship. They're willing to show up for you. They're willing to, you know, not, not push you into things. They're willing to, it's when there's no thing to fix it can feel boring. And do you know that feeling of uh, butterflies? That's actually your fight or flight system activating itself. Um, it's like warning bells. Your body is sending you warning bells. And for some reason, we've all just attached that to attraction, when really it's your body telling you no, <laughs> you know, like, watch out, danger ahead, you know. And I know we've all I know we've all had that guy or that girl that it was like, damn, you would be perfect if I was only attracted to you. You know? And attraction's an interesting thing. Not saying that you can't be attracted to someone who's safe and healthy. I just think we misconstrue what attraction really is sometimes. And I was talking to my friend and I was just like, dude, I'm so over this. I'm over this feeling of like what do I have to talk about if I don't talk about him? Or if I don't talk about my life feels boring or my life feels like what else is there going on in my life except the drama of my divorce. You know, and there's no shame in venting and expressing and I think that's how we get it out, right? Like you have to you have to vent. You have to express. You have to in order to move on or at least that's the path I've chosen I'm sure there's plenty of other paths this is just the path of healing that I'm walking and I'm not I'm trying to give these disclaimers even though I fucking hate disclaimers <laughs> but I'm just if I don't talk about him what do I have to talk about and I said, my life feels boring without drama. My life feels boring without the drama of him. And that made me sad. And then I realized that phrase of a healthy relationship will feel boring if you're used to toxic ones. And it was like, damn, so my life right now feels boring without the drama of him because I have removed the toxic element from my life. So my life is actually healthy now without that toxic element. And that's why it feels boring. It was like this revelation, this aha moment of like, dude, fuck yes. Like, okay. Ah, like, thank you for that validation from myself, I guess. That's why talking helps for me because I can talk through things and I can give myself my own insights that land a lot deeper. So I hope that helps. Or I hope that makes sense. I hope it, you know, any of those little nuggets help you guys and let me know if you've have any if you've had any amazing insights or help along the way or you know, any encouragement too. I would appreciate it. You know, have you done this whole thing of where you're in public but not together? You know, what was your experience like and you know, the uncomfortable parts of change. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, I just want to do a little boy update or our, you know, dating after the D, the dating part of the D. Um, I feel like there isn't a whole lot going on. I was talking to this comedian, uh, comedy open mic night guy. Uh, let's see. Let me pull up my bumble and he fell off it's not it's so odd because it's like it doesn't feel like ghosting it just feels like they just drifted away you know and granted I could message him but I've sent I'm not gonna do this there's this other thing that's called being in the blue right where I don't have an iPhone so mine isn't blue but when your side of the text messages are way heavier than theirs that means you're in the blue so in the red you know we'll call it yeah whatever you know what I mean and so it's not good and I I just want I want someone that communication flows really a lot easier than this and communication was going well this thing happened again where he said something about here you should come to some open mics if you're interested people are always really inviting and i said that's fun i'd love to put together some like i would love to do an open mic night i think that would be fun i thought about going to a comedy club or a comedy class um so i said that or whatever and i'm gonna need some help putting a set together and he said i can help you write We can also just watch an open mic night so you can get a feel for what it's like. And it's just funny. Like, why talk about all that and then disappear? What's the point in that? Oh, let's see. We have Army Guy. This is a new one. Uh, He is also getting divorced. So that's where I connected with him. I said, I am also going through a divorce right now, lol, so I get it. And he says, it's so much fun. <laughs> and I said, oh, it's a blast, lol. 10 out of 10, would recommend. <laughs> you know, and so he's a newer one. We'll give him some time. Yeah. Florida guy. He just disappears. You know, It they just... Stop talking and I don't understand. Nose ring guy's disappeared again. Uh, let's see. I haven't heard from him Nin- since the 19th. It's the 23rd now, you know. So, currently it's just army guy on the docket and just because we were talking today I don't think he's actually on the docket. No one's actually put their name up on the board yet. So, what I'm going to do with this is they're not going to get their own name. Like, I won't start calling them by their own name on here on the podcast until I would say until they tell me I can. You know what I mean? Almost be like one of those, <laughs> like the masked singer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like one of those shows where we don't see, we don't get their name until they get voted off. So for this, I think we'll keep their fun names until, um, maybe not till they're voted off. I just won't give them a name. The guy we're looking for will get his name when he becomes the guy. You know what I mean? Like at least after we've dated, at least after, like how about when he says I can use his name on the podcast, that's when he'll get a name. I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's it for now. No other real boy updates. A couple of my clients are dating, and that gives me hope. And I've talked to a few people that have also been divorced, and they're with great people now, and so that gives me hope. And, you know, just because it's uncomfortable right now doesn't mean it will always be this way. This is me giving myself hope at the end of the episode. I am proud of myself though. I'm very proud of myself that I am really allowing my healing process to take as long as it's going to take, you know, and there's been so much I'm planning on writing a couple books, um, about the experience of the divorce itself, like of, you know, the process from last year until now, um, So I'll probably give you guys some snippets of that as I go through and write it. But yeah, this is all the after. This is all the after bit. After the D, right? So my books are going to be about the D itself. (laughs) During the D. Uh, All right. Feeling like it's winding down. So I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day or evening or morning or wherever you're, whatever time you're catching this. Um, Like, comment, share, subscribe, do all the things. It helps me keep going on this and I'm excited to hear from you guys and hear, you know, your adventures and get some reassurance or, you know, offer some condolences or offer some, you know, community. So hit me up in the comments. All right, guys. Bye.